For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about podcast nights. We're talking about <laughs> itty bitty podcast nights. Podcast Merry <laughs> Mini Monday Chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. Jordan. Hey guys, let's check into box office ball, shall okay. we? Hey, that good old game. Box office ball. Good. Good <laughs> thing we're on this side of movies and making not what these people make. For real. <laughs> Guys, the movie business is in, in really good shape. Hey, I, these movies things, I think they're going to be around. They're going to stick around, it's I been, think. It's been kind of fun to have a little more intimate look at exactly how much movies make in theaters. And yeah. kind of follow that week to week. So $4? here's how it goes. In case, Five? and I'm, I'm actually going to go actor by actor and say quickly how much they've made. Okay. So in... Uh, Looking back to the rules of Box Office Ball, we had a draft earlier in the year where we each picked four actors in a snake draft style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And any money that the movies that these actors are in makes goes towards our pot. Whoever has the most money in their pot by the end of the year wins Box Office Ball. Our hope is someday to invite some of the chunkiest chunkies to play Box Office yeah, Ball. Yeah, jump on in. Yeah. With us. We think that would be a lot of fun. So we will start with last place. Place. Last place. Sean? We'll begin with last place. Connery? Doge. Ha! Tom it. Holland uh-huh. Four has made $2,616,850,987. You know what that total is Is exactly? That would be Endgame. Avengers Endgame. That is Avengers Endgame. <clears throat> Tom Hanks, no money yet. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Mr. Rogers and Toy Story 4. James McAvoy, mm. 246, um, pretty much $247 million. Okay, that's for split. That's for split. Uh, not split. Uh, 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 glass. 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 But you also have him for Dark Phoenix. For Dark Phoenix in a couple of weeks. Ryan Reynolds, you ready for this? $290 million, hmm. which is pretty mm-hmm. good yeah. for yeah. this soon into it. So yeah. um, that's Detective Pikachu money only. Detective Pikachu. I'm trying to take a peek at you. Hey, now. Nice. So you have $3.154 billions, Okay. Billions. Jordan has three point one nine five billions. He's about forty million ahead of you. That's true. He has Chris Pratt, who has two hundred and eighty million. Why doesn't he have two hundred two two million six hundred and wait a second? No, two billion six hundred and six million. Pratt has two billion eight hundred and nine million. Why is that, Jordan? That's from the Lego Movie. That's from the Lego Movie and a little movie called The Kid. 
that made like $45 million. That's true. Just a little, little, little pocket change. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he hasn't quite made all his money yet. No, 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 <laughs> he is not. <laughs> but he has made $39 million. And you know what I actually heard from a friend today? Hmm. Fighting with my family is amazing. I have heard that too. Yeah, really want to see it. Yeah. Heard that, heard that, like it almost made $40 million, so it's doing good for something that is so kind of small. an independent yeah, film. Under the radar, yeah. Michael Keaton. Guys, Dumbo? Alone has made three hundred and forty-six million dollars. Thanks, son. Wow, that's how much. That's how much Disney rules the world. Like the fact yeah. that we're barely For talking real. about a movie that made three hundred and forty-six million dollars. Yeah, my team, four point seven four billion dollars. Mm-hmm, Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson alone has almost four billion dollars. Yeah, this is because he got thirty seconds in Endgame and got credited for it. He is in Captain Marvel, and he is in Glass. He will also be in Spider-Man, but we all ha- we have that. That's a wash. Well, you don't have it. I don't have it yet. Keaton's not confirmed. Not, on there. not confirmed. Hmm. Mm. Isaac mm. Gonzalez has made $404 million. That is because of Alita Battle Angel. Is she in anything else this year? She is in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cool, guys. Cool. <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o has made $253 million. That's the money that... That us has made. That is a lot of money for a horror film. It really is. And then Keanu Reeves has made ninety-seven million. We've got a week under our belt of John Wick, John Wick, John Wick, John John Wick Wick three. Yep. Um, But he is playing a something kaboom toy in Toy Story four. I can't remember what the first name. Interesting. And replicas. We can't forget the four million dollar replicas. Yeah, replicas. Do we all have Toy Story four? Yes. That's a wash. Is Michael Keaton in it? Yes. He's the voice of Ken Doll. Yes. Starting to think Tom Hanks was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see. Maybe he's like randomly in Spider Man. Did you leave out my boy Oscar? Oh, that's because he hasn't made any money. Right, yet. but Oscar you didn't Isaac. say his name. Thank I'm you. sorry, Oscar Isaac. No money, Isaac. He he was only and alone simply my Star Wars shot put. That is it. He's not doing much else these days, though, is he? No. He did that Netflix movie that's got like <sighs> people. Ben Affleck made it. It's got him and oh, like yeah. uh, oh, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunnam? D- uh, Hunnam. Yeah. But. Jax Teller. Um, we are fortunate enough, the three of us, to be married. Happily married. To yes. one another. Yes. For the wives, I, I want to let you know, I looked in their eyes and it was genuine mm. when they responded. Yeah. So they are also happily married. Um, <laughs> when you were dating your significant other, mm-hmm. like what was the difference between just kind of dating and then saying, you know what? I think I'm going to marry this person. What had to happen though? Like, what has to happen before you marry somebody? Let me see. First comes love, then comes marriage, then yeah. comes. So it's love. Love? How do you think you get to love something? Do you uh, get to love something by simply just knowing a few random things about it? No, no. you have to know it intimately and personally. That is what today's show <gasps> Carter. is for. We're giving someone a chance to love someone. We're giving <laughs> the Chunkies a little more of a chance to love us and no get way. to know us better. But it's really easy for us to do this in the vein of movies. It's true. So a question that comes up often, whether you're really an avid movie fan or not, it might even be a question that annoys you. We want to help walk you through this question and answer it ourselves. But the question is, what are your five top movies? It's, all, it's usually phrased, what are your five top movies, right? And sometimes, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch out for it, for more now is to not I don't want to like like tell you what the criteria are for your for your top 5 movies okay, like okay. if I'm asking somebody that this one specifically though is just your favorite what are your five favorite movies and okay. you could even say right now part of this is like you define it 
So okay. that's what I love about that question. Perfect. So I'll give an example of, of how much info I want on these movies by going first. Okay. 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 I love it. So my five favorite movies are, first of all, and we've mentioned it before, Silence of the Lambs. I really do think in terms of how it was made and how it makes me feel, it's, it's almost a perfect movie to me. Yeah. Specifically, and again, I love villains, and I don't think it's it's tough. I don't. I'm. I'm I mean, love what you love. It's hard to top Hannibal Lecter. Mm. Round round trip, really good movie. On the flip side, I love Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh Brother Where Art Thou is one of my top five favorite movies. Now, for me, there's also a connection that one of my favorite vacations of all time with my family was when we went to the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, where they have the Grand Ole Opry. Yes. And they had there, like, this tower of cassettes of this movie. We were Coen Brothers fans, so we were like, let's just get the music. So we were listening to the music going through the Blue Mountains yeah. before I had even seen the movie. And then I see the movie, and it's just as good or better than the soundtrack. Yeah. And I just awesome. loved yeah, it. I think cool. it's one of the most— Now, granted, George Clooney is very charming in everything that he does. It's true. Boy, he's charming in A Brother Where Art Thou, in a completely different way. Uh, I also love The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight for me yeah. meant, and again, because I love villains, uh, The Dark Knight meant for me superhero movies can be Oscar worthy. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's a good and it call. wasn't just because of the one that it won with, with Heath Ledger, but I think across the board, like to have somebody like Christopher Nolan, which was fun because one of the first series or first big movies he's known for are, known for are Batman movies. But if all this right. other stuff had come first, and then you're like, oh. Chris Nolan's doing Batman. You know, it's, yeah. it's because he just does good movies. Right. Another one for me is, we'll talk about it tomorrow, Alien. And I'll dive a little bit more into why Alien is a big deal for me. In general, I think it made evil organic and it made the future realistic. And I'll unpack that more tomorrow. But interesting, it was, yeah, it's up there. And then my number five, and, and again, we're not doing these in a specific order, right. the fifth element. And this is simply because okay. my mother and I have watched the fifth element more than 50 times, maybe 100 times, <laughs> I can quote The Fifth Element randomly, right? Can quote that movie. I remember the first time I saw it was walking through a Sears on a massive TV screen when I was a kid. And I was like, what on earth is this? Because it was like Bruce Willis, who I love, and like- Gary Oldman, baby. Gary Oldman, who my favorite yeah. actor is in that. And he's also in The Dark Knight. And so- um, yeah, The Fifth Element is something that I will, any of these really, if they're on, wherever they were, I will I will see them through. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that is my top. That is my favorite five movies right now. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I. Uh, it's very hard for me to put together a list of my top five movies. So I'm kind of hiding right now behind the shield of these are five of my favorite movies. Right. And again, like anybody you ask this, have some empathy. Like they're going through the same thing. Everyone has a different yeah. process. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard to pick five. And there are several that I wanted to include that I didn't. But as it stands, uh, I talked about this last week. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's my number one favorite movie of all time. There are a lot of uh, reasons that are specific to the film for that, but there's also a lot of personal reasons. I think the movie just hit me at the right time in my life. Um, also on this list is going to be Interstellar. You oh, just yeah. talked about Chris Nolan. Nolan. Uh, Interstellar, to me, is the... It, that's kind of my my benchmark for a sci-fi movie in terms of like this feels... Like we kind of have this this Spielberg feel at the beginning, and then it yeah. takes a very modern twist at the end. And um, Loki, like an amazing cast. For oh my real. goodness! There's very even stacked. the smaller roles. You're like, what? Yeah. You? Yep. Um, also on this list is going to be Whiplash. 
Um, oh yeah, that was almost on mine. Yeah, uh, I think J.K. Simmons in this movie is on another level in terms Career of well, well deserved Oscar there for sure. Um, uh, another one, a lesser known movie, Wind River is going to be oh, in my top I five. Yeah, Wind I saw River. Wind River. Um, Chelsea and I watched that like several months ago. Very, very good. Very great non superhero performances from Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Right, uh, the they're so fantastic good. in this one. Uh, oh yeah, then, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, it's Hawkeye and Scarlet two of the Witch. Avengers are in this movie. That's funny. Um, and then the last one, and potentially the one I'm most embarrassed about, is Nacho Libre. Oh, yeah. dude, uh, Nacho Libre is such a I good movie. I have seen Nacho Libre probably a hundred times dude, easily. It's so good. Um, the first time that I went to see it. Uh, I accidentally was treated to a private screening of this movie. Me and my friend AJ were the only people in the theater in the sixth grade. Uh, we changed <laughs> seats five times. Yes. I love it. Um, Just all that freedom. And it was one of those ones, it hit me at the time of my life where it was like, we're having a bunch of sleepovers and we all just learned how to play poker. So we would all play Texas Hold'em while Nacho Libre played in the background <laughs> oh for like a couple of that years. That is the most early high school that story I've ever heard. Right? Excellent. I made a video, like a U- the first YouTube video I ever made was me walking through my grandparents' house singing Incarnacion. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, oh, like a couple of years ago, this is probably f- six yes, years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, my family and I went on vacation to Taos, New Mexico, and they do like this art festival, uh, every <laughs> summer. I think it's once a month in the summers, like yeah. in downtown. Uh, and I had $20 to spend for my souvenir. <laughs> so I bought a $12 Nacho Libre mask. Yep. Like and a luchador mask? Uh, the lucha libre mask, the baby blue and red one. Amazing. And I bought an $8 elote, the corn on the stick that Steven uh, throws yeah. in the dude's eye. It was expensive, but it was expensive elote. great elote. And that was my entire souvenir money. And so I, my, my family's walking around on vacation and I'm following like six feet behind them. Were you wearing the mask? Eating my elote oh. through the lucha libre mask. <laughs> So much. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> Do not be embarrassed by that. That's no, very good. So good. That's very, very good. Um, okay. I'm going to call this... I have a revolving door, I think, a lot of times with stuff like this. I think a lot of people do. I used to think I had more concrete lists, and then I realized I was changing my concrete list every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think it's way more revolving than I thought. But these are five of my favorite movies ever. Ever. Do it. Number one, this is in no particular order, but the first one is Arrival. Yeah. Another... Denis Villeneuve movie. There's very, a chance we might talk more very, about it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, it uh, rarely does a movie make me feel this way. And I tend to love movies that end and make me feel something strongly even after they're over. Whether that's yeah. victory or sadness or anger. Like just a, a lasting feeling goes a long way with me. Yeah, And this point. movie nails that. For me, I mean, a hundred percent. Um, my second movie would also be Silence of the Lambs. Actually, you hey were, you were the person who showed this to me, me my sophomore year of college, and <sighs> I've probably watched this movie twenty times since then. Let's unpack that feeling. We've all had this before, and one of the reviews we read on this podcast was how we were like, someone was like, I don't look at my phone anymore. I just actually watch the movie. Yes. But like with movies, like if you intro, like isn't that a thing? Like you have somebody over. Oh my gosh. So Jordan Doge and I just each shared new music that we've heard. Yeah, right. And in friend groups, like close friend groups, that is some of the most fun stuff to have this art 
Like, hey, this is what moved me. Because I think it's, sometimes it's hard for us, even if we're vulnerable, to just vocalize yeah. things that move well, us. Because if it doesn't make somebody else feel that way, does that invalidate? I mean, and I know obviously the answer is no, but that's the fear is, sure. it, am I yeah. invalidated and that's now? that's the same reason we're getting nervous about the chooser's right. choice. We're like, well, <laughs> I brought this today. Yeah, do I like this thing <laughs> less now? But yeah, Silence of the Lambs, I totally agree. I think that Anthony Hopkins is on another another level in this movie. I think that Jodie Foster is on another level in this. I mean, yeah. It it is about as near to a perfect movie as I can think of. Yeah. And I love it. So there's that. Uh, number 3 is Return of the King. Yeah. I just I could sit and wa- even without watching the two prior, I could just sit down and start Return of the King and it's so good. Theatrical dude. or extended? Either. Genuinely. Like the, just it's the atmosphere, it's the music, it's Aragorn, it's Legolas, it's Frodo, it's Sam. It's mm-hmm. just it feels like Return of the King is a movie that feels like home to me. Yeah. That I think I could easily throw on if I was ever like feeling homesick or lonely. I could easily watch Return of the King and be like, I feel a little bit better now, I think. That's yeah. great. I, um, love that. I love that movie. Um, number four is actually Crazy Stupid Love. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So good. So I knew I loved it before we reviewed it. But since we have reviewed it, I have watched it probably five more times in the last year. It's such a good, like... A lot of movies are centered around odd couples. Yes. And this is such a good representation. It's a movie all about it. And it's nice and twisty and like... I think it is I think it is the perfect rom-com. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I would yeah, not at least disagree. for me. Um, yeah. it, 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 and it's another movie that when it ends, I just have the warm fuzzies and yeah. I'm just like, start it over from the top. Yep. Give me more Gosling. Let's Absolutely. do this. I love it. And then uh, the fifth is the one that I was the most hesitant to put on here, but one that I love very much. And it is, you're looking at me like you think you know, but you don't. I, I'm just don't trying to look past my pop filter. <laughs> um, the fifth is a movie called Brigsby Bear. Mm, this, this Kyle is a movie that, Yeah. This is a movie that took me completely by surprise. Okay. Like absolutely tabletopped me. Oh, wow. Um, I just watched it because Kyle Mooney from SNL, his name was attached to it. And I loved Dude, his YouTube hilarious. videos. Right. Get through your skull. And so I was like, I want to laugh. Yeah. Um. Not that funny because it's the most heartwarming movie I've ever watched. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to be like, horrifying. No, this movie like turns a heater on inside of my heart. Aww. And it it like, it brings me so much like joy and like, it, it's a movie all about found friendships, found family and the importance of like self-expression to get through trauma. Yeah. And it like, I've never seen a movie more accurately represent like, the importance of personal creativity, like not even necessarily to share, but just I need to do this thing or I'm going to explode. I love that. Hmm. And it is so unique and so interesting. And it is just like a blanket for my soul. And I love this movie. I have to see this movie. Yeah, I need to watch it. That's another good thing about a top five, especially if it's someone that you like respect. You're like, okay, I'm going to check the boxes I haven't checked yet. But even if it's Jordan too. Yeah, even if it's me, even if it's not somebody you respect. Even if it's Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, cool. That was fun. I think yeah. that's good. I think that's something that we're probably going to try and do more than once a year just to kind of have a deep dive into getting to know us better. Yeah. Another good way to kind of get to know you better today, because, you know, with our wives too, we also get to see them every day. You wake up, yeah. like you just yeah, experience yeah. all of it. Another good way to do that is ask a simple question. That question is, what's this? Streaming. Oh, I've been waiting for what you're streaming <laughs> it's been to come a while, back. Hasn't it? Oh, it, it has so been a while. Happy. Can I say mine first? Yeah, because yeah, I literally just finished the first episode of it. Okay, my wife went through the whole season, and she said, "You know what? This kind of has the vibes of all the feelings you have about Breaking Bad." And I was like, "I mean, what is it? Dead to me? Have you heard of Dead to Me? We just watched it. All of it? Yeah. Is it good? 
Yeah, I okay, really like it. Great, I'm having fun. Like, I've watched the first episode, and if you can remember the end of the first episode, it's like, huh? It's pretty wild. Like, what uh, is this even going to be Christina about? Christina Applegate crushing it? Right. What is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm really enjoying Wh- that. Where can I find this? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Thank you for that, Doge. Yeah, you can find that on Netflix. So, Dead to Me is what I'm what I'm working on. Uh, and I finished some random show about, like, another world that had, like, dragons and stuff. But oh, about chairs? I think it was called Musical Chairs. Yeah. Who gotcha. sits in the chair at the end? All that kind of stuff. Chair there games. is nothing yeah. in me that wants to discuss that show. Yeah. Jeez. Go, um, <laughs> For me, on this one, I'm going to have to say The Tick on Amazon Prime. No, no way. way. Do you watch it? It's, I used to watch that cartoon. It's great. Taco is Bell it? had okay. fun so, Tick toys at one point. I... I <laughs> Checks about every box I, I could think. Some of the cartoon I watched the entirety, every single episode of the Patrick Warburton tick yeah, in the yeah. early two thousands. That's right. Uh, and I'm loving this one even more. This oh it's how fun, so fun. That's so good to it's know. Really, really fun. I didn't yeah. even know you were watching that. What what season is it in? It's there are two seasons on Amazon Prime, and I think I think there's a petition to like save it. Like I think they're getting. Oh, really I can love it. the control that yeah. the viewer has right now, especially for television. Yeah, yeah. and how other like because that's. Also making a lot of money. So, yeah. Oh, I'm also streaming Barry, which I think you share yeah. that. Do you watch it too, Jordan? Yeah. That, yeah. that okay. is, I'm, I am and one Barry episode is away from finishing the current season. Okay. Cool. I haven't even started season two yet. Dude. That's a mistake. That's well, a big I, mistake. Again, That's I've been busy watching musical chairs. Jordan? So, Barry was going to be one of mine. I have a two part answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and these are two shows. That I'm currently watching. And one of them is still Impractical Jokers. Um, yeah. I can't get enough of Dude, these silly fellas. Like, like, do it. I am I am withered with embarrassment of how much I love watching these guys be. be dumb with each other. Do not it's be so great. And then the other show that I'm I'm about seven or eight episodes into, can't quite get into it, but I'm gonna give it a full season is Gilmore Girls. I've never watched it before. Hmm, Callie's never watched it before. Uh, I've watched almost all of it. I think I catch it sometimes. Okay. We're, At the end, you're going to find out which one of them is Gilmore Girl. They were the girl the whole time. Mind. The no, Gilmore Girls were friendship girl. the whole time. The Gilmore Girls crazy. really were the friends we made XL, along the way. Mm. Gilmore Girls. I called, I called, I called who was Gossip Girl in the first episode of the show and Callie made me stop watching it. Oh, <laughs> dude. That stinks. I know. I try not to do that as much anymore because yeah. it's mean. <laughs> Um, let's and then let's also throw in a series that we are very eager for because I start to anticipate new TV shows like I do new movies. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna say because I'm gonna leave some of these other heavy hitters that I think you guys watch for you, but I'm gonna say on HBO. Oh, I think Big Little Lies. Okay. Was that gonna be yours? No, but I'm very excited for Big Little Lies. I'm so very excited because at the end of that one of the first previews, you find out that a very important character that we have not met yet is going to be played by Meryl Streep. Yep. Which has her alongside Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman and... What's her name? Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. And then um, from Jurassic Park. The T-Rex. No. Are you talking about... The uh, main girl. Uh, the, the original Jurassic Park? Yeah. Uh, 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 she's also the Admiral in Laura Star Wars. Dern. Laura Dern. Oh, yeah. Laura Dern, obviously. And uh, Adam Scott. Yep. Anyway, I love. Big Little Lies is very much worth a listen. Yeah, good stuff. And a watch. I'm excited for Watchmen on HBO. That was going to be mine. That looks real awesome. It is. And it's kind of straying from the actual Watchmen. It's a prequel, I believe. I I think it's a prequel. Is it a pre? I think so. It's post. Is it? it? Yeah. Okay. Because Jeremy Irons is playing an older version of one of the main characters. It's a a prequel to Watchmen 3. That's how it goes. Oh. (laughs) I really thought it was a prequel. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <Interesante>. <laughs> um, 
other than those two, which I'm very amped about, I'm going to go with Stranger Things season say, we've three. Got, we've got some ST Trace dropping this July. I mean, July come 4th. on. How fun is it that, that these are attached to holidays? Yeah. I know. Like times yeah. of the year. And I, I'm, I mean, Stranger Things, I can't get enough. These kids be growing up. I wonder how far they're going to go. Does anyone, do y'all know like contractually how far are they supposed to go? They want to do five seasons total. That's well, what, do I, they really that's what I heard. Thought like, I heard. Wow. They're going to finish with the kids graduating high school or something like that. Yep. Oh so my, my. my my big desire for a show like Stranger Things, particularly with kids so young and like writing that has started so good and has been so strong for two seasons now is I, I just hope, and I think I, we can trust the Duffer brothers, but I just, I really hope that they maintain that strength yeah. And end it well. Writers in television always do that, Stop though. It. I can't Stop think of any it. shows where the writers have completely fallen off a cliff <laughs> quality-wise. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Do, so, do, do that. Do, do, do that. <laughs> to sign out of this episode as we got to know each other better and you got to know us better, what I would like to do is there was one part in the last episode of the show that we're talking about. I know you're thinking about it. Yeah. Whatever that one part was. I want you to give me the noise that you either thought or that you made when this happens. <laughs> We're talking the last episode of Game of Thrones. Big, big moment. I'm Carter. Oh. <laughs> I'm Doge. People it's could a deep have seen sigh. what he did to that pop filter. He just kissed his <laughs> microphone. I'm Jordan. And whatever the sound that eyeballs make when they roll all the way fully backwards. <laughs> don't so try maybe, like, and make that. No, don't. Yep. Yeah. Don't try and make that noise. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.